Hello, I'm Ryan. And I'm Brody. And this is the High Volatility Experience. summer has flown by i went to mars the moon space and back and it's been really enjoyable but uh unfortunately it's coming to an end uh i spent the last two hours crying in the shower but now we know uh people are starting to go back to school students are coming back it's getting closer to labor day we go back soon it's a whole crazy thing but what some people don't know is that the school and overall the industry of education is really interesting and there are some great and very terrible things surrounding it. So let's talk about it. Yeah, and that terrible story has been 2020 and 2021. I'm talking the whole entirety. It seems like the story for the past year has been one of two variants. Either the path to beating the coronavirus has taken another turn or some product is currently experiencing a shortage as a result of COVID's Wrath. And we have both, right? We have the Delta variant now. But the story is the latter, as it turns out to be the one we are talking about today. More specifically, we are talking about the new school supply shortage. USA Today reported on July 23rd, or actually now a couple weeks ago, that students should be shopping early for school supplies as pent-up demand could result in a shortage in everything from markers to shoes. Brody, what's up with this? Well, Ryan, the situation is worsened by economic conditions in the economy right now. It's an understatement to say that COVID has affected supply chains, but CNN stated that tight inventory levels and delayed shipments of products are making it tough for retailers to sell their supplies. I swear this isn't a Walter White plot. Both USA Today and CNN are warning about higher prices and fewer choices for back-to-school products in the next two months. What else is going on? Shortage is more than this. What's up? Well, like the term supply chain suggests, you're looking at a whole conglomerate of things that are just being impacted because of a shortage of supplies. We're not just looking at delayed shipments that make it tough for retailers. All of the raw materials that go into these school supplies, wood, steel, plastic, all of these materials have seen shortages, which means suppliers have raised their costs, which affects the production line costs and retailers as costs are carried over to the customer, not only might you be looking at rising costs for supplies, but less quantity of supplies on shelves. So at this point, you might be wondering why are we spending so much time on this topic? It's a good question. So we took a look at the numbers behind BTS shopping, not BTS the K-pop, but back to school. On average, parents with children in a K-12 program will spend $848 on school supplies this year, which is about $59 more spent per child than last year. Totaling all of this up nets a total of $37.1 billion, according to a survey of around 7,700 consumers. This is also a prediction by the National Retail Federation, which expects there to be historic back-to-school shopping this year, 
up from $33.9 billion last year, which is quite a lot in itself, especially considering that it was still in the midst of a pandemic and prospects of online school were expected. So, what now? Well, Brody, I'm sorry to say, but everyone's gonna die. Just kidding. Now, most sources are saying the shortage will not be apocalyptic, but consumers should try to shop as early as possible. And to all the IA kids out there, we're telling you this before next Tuesday, because we gotta go back to school next Tuesday. So, shout out to all the International Academy Oakma students out there. But, I digress. According to Neil Saunders, Managing Director of Consultancy Global Data Retail, quote, the continued pressure on supply chains means that not all retailers will get an optimal amount of supply. And when there's an inadequate supply, prices rise. I've already been told by a parent who went back to school shopping that, you know, backpack prices rose quite a bit from what she remembered they were the years before, from 20 to $30 to upwards 40 to $50. If you're very particular about what kinds of school supplies you're looking for, such as brands or colors, etc., we advise to start to do some early shopping, but otherwise you shouldn't be too worried. USA Today has found that Target's and Walmart stores in Florida and California at least have well-stocked school supply sections, but again, consider looking into early back-to-school shopping. The National Retail Federation held a survey which showed that more than half of the people who were surveyed started shopping for supplies back in July, while 76% were waiting on school supply lists. Well, Ryan, that's a pretty grim thing to say, but let's carry this further. BTS shopping is not just pencils, binders, and backpacks. It's the clothes and the shoes, too. Apparel inflation, according to USA Today, is 6%. Keith Jelenic, managing director at the Berkeley Research Group, has stated that consumers should expect to pay 10% to 15% more for apparel compared to last year. There may also be fewer discounts. For anyone expecting a back-to-school shopping promotion sale, uh, you might be out of luck. Bottom line is that clothes contribute to how much people spend before returning to campus. So what actually makes up the rest of that $848 that people are paying to go back to school? Well, for some students, back-to-school shoe shopping in particular is a staple of graduating to a higher grade level. Bottom line is, if Bobby doesn't come into fifth grade wearing those new Air Jordan mids, you know, he's not going to be the cool kid in town, right? Now, anyone looking for new Nikes in particular could be impacted further. According to CNBC, Nike's two suppliers for shoes in Vietnam have suspended production due to coronavirus outbreaks. A business line of S&P Global Market Intelligence found that Vietnam accounted for 49% of U.S. seaborne imports linked to Nike in the last quarter. And we know how it is with everything seaborne right now. Haven't even gotten into the distribution channel issues or the increased freight costs and everything. China and Taiwan as well, who largely contribute to sneaker and licensed character backpack manufacturing, have closed down several ports due to the pandemic. So we could be also seeing increased costs in licensed merchandise in particular. So we talked about school supply shortages, but we're also going to talk about school spending and what the trends of that are and what we can expect to see this year. Brody, can you hit us off with that? Well, remember that semiconductor shortage we talked about a while back? It seems like a lot of things this year keep coming back. You know, 
COVID's coming back with the Delta variant. The Lamborghini Countach is being remade. And so much more, like semiconductor shortages. It's also affecting back-to-school shopping via disrupting the supply chain in the electronics and tech industry. And after last year, when most students were online, uh, this is even more important. Computers, laptops, tablets, phones, etc. all require semiconductors. And with the shortage, prices are increasing as well as production slows. Total back-to-school spending on technology is projected to increase 37% from 2020. And you can absolutely be looking at even more spending as parents move to tech products in their back-to-school shopping bags if some schools aren't reopening in person and staying online as we see unvaccinated cases ticking up along with the Delta variant of the virus. And with even more breakthrough cases, it's, it's an interesting story out there for those. So, in conclusion, the story has not changed for shortages in the many industries of the world. However, I think it is important to consider education as a whole rather than just consumers before the school year. These are kids that need to learn and kids that need to enter the workforce at some point. So having an education is pretty important. But $848 is a lot of money, so eh, it could go either way. What else do we have on educational spending, Ryan? Well, we wanted to know how much investment goes into educational spending, especially for this year, and how all that money comes back into the economy. So, Brody, how much is the government actually spending on K-12 education this year? Well, Ryan, according to educationdata.org, which was updated on August 2nd, 2021, the numbers are actually quite interesting. Across all federal, state, and local governments, a total of $732.4 billion goes into K-12 education. This is further split into $14,500 per student. Off the start, this looks like a lot of money, but there is a kicker. According to the same source, the federal government is only responsible for 7.8% of that, which equates to about $7.2 billion. This is down from 2015, or the Obama administration, where the federal government was spending around $99 billion in itself. So the rest of the meat that's spent is spent by the state and local governments. So when we said each pupil gets around $14,000, that's actually the average. Michigan, for example, gets only about $11,800 per pupil and ranks 25th in K-12 school spending and 24th in funding, while New York gets more than $23,000 per pupil and ranks first in school spending and second in funding. What's really interesting, however, is looking at the distribution of funding by source among the federal, state, and local governments. How is that demographic split? Well, looking at Michigan again, we total up to $17.7 billion of annual school spending, but this is divided up among the federal, state, and local governments. The federal government actually only accounts for $1.75 billion of that $17.7 billion, which Michigan K-12 schools receive. State government's funding account for $12.6 billion, while local funding totals to around $6.55 billion. This means that while, spending, while total spending towards Michigan schools accounts for about 3.86% of our taxpayer income, only 0.35% of our taxpayer income goes to federal education spending 
back to the U.S. Another thing that's very interesting is looking at our education budget growth over time. Our GDP is growing 71.6% faster than our public education budget growth. And because GDP growth is correlated with inflation, our public education budget trends look quite different when adjusted for said inflation. When looking at historical nationwide spending per pupil for K-12 education, even though from 2007 to 2018, our budget has been increasing basically every year, when adjusted for inflation to the U.S. dollar in 2018, the trend actually looks a lot more volatile and inconsistent as opposed to simply an upwards trend. Can we have an example? You said the trend looks a lot more volatile, like highly volatile, like the podcast, the great one that we're hosting right now. Ah. Anyway, for example, from 2009 to 2013, our budget after being adjusted for inflation was actually decreasing even though spending was still technically increasing. And this implies that we're not spending enough on our schools, or at least we're not increasing our actual spending by the right amount to keep up with how fast this country is growing. And when there's an inadequate budget or a distribution of that budget, there's all sorts of problems, especially for Michigan, who's been heading in a downtrend for the past 20 years. So the argument has been made time and time again, but for perspective reasons, Biden requested $715 billion for military spending alone. Now to reiterate, we spend about $732.4 billion on education. Now to play devil's advocate, Biden has said he wants to use portions of these funds for the fight against climate change, COVID-19, and quote, addresses strategic competition with China through calculated defense investments, according to the Department of Defense. Now, a lot of people believe that we spend way too much on our military. So again, to play this devil's advocate, you know, you can direct some of that money. If you're going to direct it towards climate change, you can also direct a lot of that towards education as well, which in states like Michigan, for example, might be lacking a bit, but just some thoughts to think about. Brody, how about you? Any concluding thoughts on your end? Yeah, I think a lot of what you said summed up a lot of what I would say uh, about the argument too. I think the one thing that I would add is education is more important today and it gets more important as time goes on, especially with how fast uh, technology and how increasingly competitive everything becomes. Education becomes really important, and when you have things and people and students being uh, disproportionately serviced in terms of education, I think problems can really surface in the future. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but for now, this is the high volatility experience. Uh, come back in two weeks and look out for the new news shows coming out uh, weekly. Uh, covering all the news in a very short fashion uh, from every week. Till next time, see ya.